This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. You can learn the science behind great marketing with bite-sized 20-minute episodes packed with practical advice from world-class marketers and behavioral scientists. And it's not always about marketing. Great episode recently, you learned the surprising truths about and tips for beating stress and anxiety. Sounds like a great program, doesn't it? Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Camden Francis. He's the founder and CEO of a nonprofit organization called Beyond the Crisis. It's a few food distribution charity that's distributed over $100,000 of food items to housing communities and homeless shelters across Massachusetts. I should also tell you that Camden is 18 years old. His nonprofit Beyond the Crisis <clears throat> landed him on the Drew Barrymore talk show, Bloomberg Radio podcast, numerous podcasts with NPR, including All Things Considered. So we're going to talk about his entrepreneurial journey. So Camden, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I have to say you you have a, you earned an honor. You are the youngest guest I think I've ever had on the show. Wow. I bet you I'm not the first person that's told you that though. Oh, you're no, you're pretty young to get started times, and accomplish. It's yeah, yeah. It's what you've accomplished at such a young age is newsworthy. So that's why you're making it on these shows. So let me let me ask you about beyond the crisis going back to when you started it because I know you've been doing this for at this for a little while. What I mean, what was it that led you to start? What what made you say I need to do this thing? So it was really at the height of the pandemic. I'm very ambitious. I'm an entrepreneurial minded kid, but I really wanted to do something to help my community. So it was that combined with like entrepreneurship that really turned an idea into like a mobilization to really help families in need. Yeah. So <clears throat> talk a little bit about the start of it. <clears throat> was it you know, talk a little bit about the challenges. I mean, starting any entrepreneurial venture is a challenge. So what were some of the challenges? And then maybe kind of talk a little bit about the day-to-day, -day, what, what the organization actually does on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. So kind of during the, like the days of like founding this organization, I did it with my 13-year-old brother. We were so young at the time. One of the things that we did was we got a mentor. So we reached out. I have a great network. I'm very fortunate. My dad also is an entrepreneur himself. So that's helpful. But I reached out to the CEO of YMCA in Metro mm -hmm. North region. Her name is Kathleen Walsh. She's my mentor to date with the nonprofit. And that really helped us not fall into too many kind of pitfalls because like we kind of bootstrapped the organization, which means we self-funded it and with resources from a 13 year old. And at the time I was 16. So it's pretty amazing that today we're <clears throat> able to distribute a hundred thousand dollars worth of food items, but it really goes to show you that kind of it, you, if you put your mind to something, and if you get the right partners in place, you really have good people behind you and a community that really can use your idea. It's marketable and it can really help people. Then it can really go far. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the day to day. What you know, what's the actual function of the organization? How does it work? So day to day, what we do is we kind of reach out to kind of housing communities and homeless shelters across Massachusetts that can really use kind of food items. So 
we kind of have them fill out surveys and they get back to us with kind of what they need. And usually we can fulfill those requirements because we also have sponsors in place. We have sponsors and a trustee board. The trustee board is what we took from like colleges. We saw colleges and universities, they have kind of dedicated donors like every month that really believed in the mission and the call that they're supporting. And we saw, why can't we do this at a nonprofit level? So that's really helping us. But yeah, also our corporate sponsors are really great. They're kind of large kind of food brands and they kind of can help with the specific food donations necessary. But we have a great network. We're kind of linked with kind of governors, congressmen. One of our most strategic donors, right, is Jim McGovern, who's kind of a huge advocate for kind of the U.S. and global food insecurity, health and nutrition. And also we're heavily involved at even a national level with the podcast, I mean, the media outreach that we've done. And we're kind of also involved with the White House and helping them kind of strategically use some of our research because what we've found is we're a food distribution charity, which is pretty unique because we found that there's actually enough food to go around, but families lack access to available food elsewhere. And a lot of food right now is just getting wasted. So we have people on our team working with food recirculation. So kind of taking food from restaurants that isn't really used and will go to waste and redistributing it to soup kitchens. And we have people on the ground who are drivers kind of delivering the food from point A to point B. And then we have the operations and executive board who kind of handles the operations of the organization. What was, I mean, obviously listening to you describe what you've accomplished really in a fairly short time. But when you were getting started, what was the hardest thing? And and again, think of anybody starting any entrepreneurial venture. What was the hardest thing for you? I would say in the most humble manner, because I was so young, I knew that I didn't have right the knowledge that a lot of 40 and 50 year old entrepreneurs had. And it wasn't necessarily naivety, but it was like, the ability to kind of make mistakes that was really scary. It's scary for entrepreneurs in general. They don't always know if their idea is going to work out, but being at such a young age, you hear feedback from like other people in your inner circle, family and friends. And there's like, they're like, yeah, right. Like this isn't going to happen, but really seeing kind of the progress that we've made so far and staying really focused and present has really been a blessing for me, my brother, and the other people around this organization and my family as a whole. So it's great seeing it come together. Was there ever a time you felt like chucking it? It's like, why am I bothering? This is just too hard. I mean, I know what I was doing when I was 16, 17 years old. (laughs) There was a lot of other things that, you know, that I wanted to go do. I mean, did you ever have a moment where you just felt like I just can't do this anymore? (laughs) Many times because It was really during the beginning that I've had that moment. Now, not so much because I see kind of what it's doing for families who really could use and benefit from it. But during the beginning when like my friends kind of wanted to hang out constantly and some of the plans I couldn't make, it was definitely hard to kind of make those sacrifices. But knowing that they paid off to date is really great. But I really, I did this nonprofit to learn about to, in addition to help people to learn about entrepreneurship as a whole. And I'm currently launching a, like a tech startup right now. That's even more kind of, I would say interesting and almost unique. Awesome. So would you say you're, you hinted at this a little bit talking about how in some ways you were so young that you didn't know what you didn't know. And you weren't afraid to like ask because you weren't maybe embarrassed by, you know, by not knowing. Would you say that your youth or your age has been a help or a challenge or both? 
it's definitely allowed me a platform, right, to really kind of tell my story, to uh, kind of communicate what I've done and what I plan to do and kind of how I plan to continue to help families in need. That's really the main goal of the organization. And it's really important with nonprofits to just really stay focused on the goal. Why are you doing it? And how can it help people? But being so young in the beginning, I really wasn't taking seriously. I was sending so many emails. They were getting bounced back, rejected, resended, ghosted. But yeah, it really kind of gave me perseverance. And it's good to be young and kind of have developed these skill sets early on. So when you're older, you kind of have this knowledge, you have skill sets developed, and you can really kind of make an even bigger difference because that's what I plan to do. So was there also, I talked, I asked you if there was time you felt like quitting. Was there also that moment or like one day that you remember, you know, maybe you got somebody to say yes, you know, what were you, where you said to yourself, this might actually just make it. Yeah. I, for us really, one of the greatest days for us is kind of being on the Drew Barrymore show and being able to tell our story mainstream in front of a live audience and have it also make national coverage on CBS. And that was kind of like a breaking point because at that point we kind of had an audience. We, we had listeners, we got volunteer opportunities from that more donors. We had partner opportunities. I had the ability to network with even, um, more powerful, influential people, such as CEOs of companies, you name it, like governors. It was, yeah, it was a really kind of, when I look back at it, it was a almost going to be a core memory, probably in my experience as a young entrepreneur. But yeah, there, it's been a roller coaster ride. And now a word from our sponsor. Look, if you're anything like me or every other entrepreneur out there, your 2023 is probably off to a rocking start. And as a leader, it could be challenging to align your teams on a shared mission and goals for the new year. But with HubSpot CRM, you can keep your marketing, sales, operations, and service teams in sync on one powerful platform that grows with your business and leaves your competition in the dust. Capture leads, boost sales, and engage customers all from one powerful platform. Tools like a unified contact record, help desk automation, and customizable reporting make it easy to unite your team around a single source of truth, which means you can spend less time managing your software and more time connecting with your customers. Learn how HubSpot can make your business grow better at HubSpot.com. So what would you say and I think you've already hinted at this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, has been the most rewarding thing about doing this, putting in the work? I would say the most, yeah, the most rewarding thing for me was kind of doing it with my younger brother. We're so close. We've gained so much knowledge about entrepreneurship and just having him as a partner, you know, we're very close. And eventually kind of when our parents kind of pass us on the baton, it's really great to have like a best friend who you can trust and, you can bounce ideas with, ideate with, and just grow together. I would say that's definitely one of the best things for me. Yeah, That's awesome. So I think I read this somewhere. You're college bound? I am, yeah. So I currently applied, waiting to hear back. I applied to a select number of colleges, a few Ivies, Vanderbilt over in Tennessee. I applied to Duke. So like top top colleges and I'm planning to study either entrepreneurship or finance. So yeah, it's exciting. Waiting to hear back. So what does that mean? Assuming you're going to go off, what does that mean for the organization? Yeah. 
So right now, because of how we run the organization, a lot of our kind of staff are virtual and we have a really great volunteer base, but we're planning to grow the organization super organically. And what that's going to allow us to do is kind of just keep growing at small and steady rates and keep making a small impact. When I'm in college, we're probably not going to grow and scale anymore, but we know that we can kind of retain what we have and continue to help like a specific number of families, which we've already kind of kind of assessed and worked through. So Yeah, so that was my next question was, you know, what's the vision for the future for the organization? But it sounds to me like you almost want to take where you are now and just get better at doing what you're doing. Exactly. But we also have visions for the future. We really want to stay focused, stay present, but we really want to turn it into a family foundation to kind of establish a, a long lasting legacy of giving and have something in the family where either I can donate time and resources to my brother or kind of even maybe 10 years down the road. Who knows if the organization is still going to be running, but kind of having this be like a family thing, like the Francis family founded this and this is what we do. Here's our impact. And kind of, this is our legacy. So, so that's the so, play. So little bro, your CEO, is that it now? I think I'm going to give my brother some of the reins for sure. I'll yeah. definitely be on call helping out. It's great kind of with Zoom and Google yeah. Meet and all these apps, right? You can kind of do conferencing like we're doing now. But yeah, I think that I'll just kind of keep it small, keep it manageable. That's really yeah. kind of the main thing. So are you able to talk about the tech startup that you're working on? There's a lot of disclosure around it, but I can give a few specific kind of details. And really what I'll go into, I'm not going to go into the design aspect of it because it's very, but we're going to almost our kind of like partner or the organization, our main competitor is going to be LinkedIn. And we're going to make this app almost like kind of how Facebook started in, around college campuses. LinkedIn is, it's a great app, but I'm finding that it's hard to find internships on the, on the app. It's hard to find job opportunities, especially for really young, talented um, individuals and students out of college, right out of college. So by making a platform that's very user-friendly and allowing it to be college-based, have students kind of make groups and be able to kind of establish whether that be like whatever groups, life groups, fitness groups, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And in, in addition, it would be a great networking app, which is also, which also allows students to kind of not just waste mindless hours on social media, but kind of use social media to kind of allow themselves to impact their futures and really kind of create core connections. And then with that corporations, right, we can go on our app and they'll pay us like a fee, a costing fee. But over time, right, if we get corporations, large corporations, there's so many of them, costing fee or fee after fee, the retention there is going to be pretty great. And also if we kind of get a user base, right, when these users grow up, it could be the next big app because they're going to already know how to use it. They're going to be familiar with it. These college students, then they're going to get maybe older thirties, forties, then their kids are going to also be familiar with it. So it's a great time to launch something like this. Awesome. So here's the hardest question I'll save for last. Do you see yourself as an inspiration to be seen as such? I'm so humble that I'm really trying to grow my skill set, grow my mindset, stay concentrated, stay focused. And in the future, who knows where life will take me. But as of right now, I'm so grateful for the work I've done so far. And I'm very motivated. It's great kind of to have motivation. When I wake up in the morning, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And that's just, it's great. It's really great. And I'm super blessed for it.
but eventually I plan to kind of keep growing my platform too. Are you a reader? I am. Yes. So, so where, what books does give us your top three or four latest reads that you think everybody ought to read? Yeah. Off the top of my head, I think I might have a few of them listed somewhere. Hold on one sec. Sure. Sorry about the delay here. I just, off the top of my head, hard to remember. Okay. So how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Top book on my list. That that book's older than me. Even. Yeah. (laughs) Great book. It's a relic. The Lean Startup, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And then I also am big into podcasts. So I look at kind of the Harvard Business Review and kind of how this was made podcasts and a few other podcasts such as that. But yeah, I'm a big reader. I love to kind of learn. And that's kind of how I ideate, how I get these ideas, how I network. Big part of us. Awesome. So uh, Camden, tell people, uh, is there some place you'd want to invite people to check out beyond the crisis or uh, obviously any way to connect with you personally? Yeah, sure. So I have a LinkedIn, uh, Camden Francis. Uh, you could go check me out there. I love to connect. I love to answer questions regarding the organization, what I do. And also Beyond the Crisis' website. Go check this out, www.beyondthecrisis.org. Awesome. Everything's up there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Camden, I appreciate you taking a few moments to stop by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast and good luck wherever your next ventures lead you. And maybe we'll run into you one of these days out there on the road. Yeah, maybe so. Thanks again for having me. It's a pleasure. Hey, and one final thing before you go, you know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing Strategy Assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, .co. Check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today. That's just marketingassessment.co. I'd love to chat with you about the results that you get.